Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of the Avenge Nerds podcast, Remastered. This is a just a little preamble before the actual episode, throwback episode starts. Uh, you know, just to say thank you, I guess, even though we don't have that many <laughs> listeners, uh, we do appreciate the listeners that we do have. And, you know, I mean, we just do this podcast for fun and it's just, it's been great. It's something that I can genuinely say that I'm proud of. And I don't know. I think that I just, I think that's a uh, really cool. It's just one of those things where 10 years down the line, I can look back on it and say, I did that whether it was successful or not, you know? Um, but the reason, uh, we're putting out this remastered version of our first episode is one. So there's something for the week of Christmas that we don't have to work too hard on because it's meant to be a break. Um, and also because, uh, it needed to be redone or not redone, remastered because, uh, I shouldn't say this, but the YouTube version is in a, is in its original state because I don't know how to change the audio on that and I don't feel like figuring it out. But oh, the audio was like, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> like, Tord and I, we wanted to do a podcast for a long time. Uh, at least since maybe 2018. We started seriously talking about it in 2019. And then we just kind of were lazy about it until we finally just pulled the trigger in 2021. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. Like I had like very, very basic editing skills, I guess. Like I knew how to cut, I knew a little bit of noise reduction, but even then that didn't really work, I guess, because there's like a horrible, like high pitched noise in the episode, which I tried to dampen as much as possible. Hopefully you can't hear it. I probably shouldn't have pointed it out, um, but yeah, it, it just, it wasn't great. You could barely hear torn. Like if you go on that YouTube video, like, oh, you could, you could barely hear like it, it was bad. So I, I brought him up as much as I could. I tried reducing, uh, the, the background noise as much as I could without destroying the audio. Really, whatever I did would have been an improvement because it was just that bad, but you know, hopefully I did a good enough job and maybe you can see that episode in a different light. Cause it's amazing. The, the difference in quality, just a little bit of editing can make like, it's still not great <laughs> to be honest, but it's, uh, it's better than it was previously. So there's that, I guess, but yeah, I'm ranting or I'm, mumbling what's the word i'm looking for not ranting oh god i can't i can't think it's late um <laughs> what's the word oh no whatever i'm going i'm going on a tangent i guess i just had to i probably just had to cut out like two minutes straight of silence of me trying to figure out this word i'm i'm, I'm, I'm gonna end it okay <laughs> merry christmas if you celebrate christmas i hope you somewhat enjoy this original episode if you are listening to this and uh you know new year's right around the corner so i guess see you in the new year with our uh change to the podcast so again thanks for a year and 
Here's to another one. Welcome, everyone, to the Avengers Podcast, where we talk Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and more. I'm your host, Peyton, and with me is my co-host, Torin. What's going on, Torin? Hey, how's it going? All right, good, good. Uh, today is the first episode of our podcast. Extremely exciting. We're going to be talking about the very long-awaited, after getting a million delays, <laughs> Shang-Chi <laughs> and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, super exciting. Just came out this Friday, September 3rd, uh, 2021. But before we get into that, uh, we got some news of the week. Starting off, we got DC Fandome. Coming October 16th, uh, just a little over a month away, so that's super exciting. Uh, it's gonna include a ton of stuff. I'm not gonna list them all, because there is a lot. Looks like it's gonna be a packed show, but just listing off some of the stuff that's gonna be there. We're gonna get our first look at Black Adam, which is exciting. Oh my god, I can't wait for that, dude. I swear. I yeah. still feel like with Black Adam, <clears throat> they should have at least teased him in, uh, uh, the end of Shazam 1, but I'm glad. Yeah, we got that it. little, like, hologram, whatever that was, the little sparks or whatever, when he was like, I gave the power to this one guy before, and he turned out, like, trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's, like uh, that. that's the most we, that's the most we got. But I'm excited to see the JSA. That's gonna be super exciting to see on the big screen. The only, the closest thing we've got is the Stargirl series, which is still going that's on. Great. I still yet to watch Stargirl. I heard it's really good. It's pretty. And it's I, pretty good. It's not as good as Superman and Lois, but it's, it's certainly better than the rest of the CW stuff. Superman um, and Lois is literally peak like superhero television next to Daredevil. Just so. what a goaded show. And Tyler Hoechlin, Hoechlin. I still don't know how to Hecklin. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> it's it, it is a really it is a kind of funny last name. I I, I actually feel like I. Mispronounced it myself. Dude, he's uh, a really good Superman. He's so really good. Great. He's so I in my it personally, it's kind of unfair to Cavill, but I feel like he's above Cavill. But Cavill's gotten so little to work with. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I really want to see what Cavill can do with Clark Kent. Like we barely got to see it in Batman v Superman. We got a little bit, but he wasn't really Clark Kent, was he? Yeah, no. He was just Superman with glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Other than that, we're getting a sneak peek at the Flash, but no trailer. It's interesting wording. They uh, officially, when they gave this a uh, little bit of uh, synopsis for DC Fandom, they said it was a sneak peek. So no trailer. I'm hoping we might get like maybe a teaser trailer, but it's looking that look, uh, like that might not be the case, which is a little sad. I I kind of understand it about, about the Flash a little bit because like. Um, from what I've been hearing about the Flash, is that they're it's they don't want to make it like your average like superhero like film, right? Uh, one of the cinematographers who worked on the Suicide Squad and I think another DC project, he said that the Flash movie isn't like a superhero movie. It's just like a movie like with the Flash in it, and he believes that that's what superhero movies should be like. They're just not like, you know. They, they should just be movies with superheroes in them. That's what he believes. And I'm kind of excited to see where they go with The Flash because it's a, it's a, going to be like a kind of like a different story, but it also dives into the mind of Barry Allen, which like we haven't really seen a lot. True. My so biggest worry 
my biggest worry is sort of the same worry people had with Spider-Man Homecoming before it came out is that people felt like it might be like an Iron Man movie with Spider-Man in it. And I'm kind of ex not expecting, but kind of worried that it might be like a Batman movie, but the Flash happens to be in it. I hope that's not the case. Uh, although I am very excited to see both Batman on screen. Uh, I hope it does focus on the Flash and I hope it, uh, I don't want to say redeems, but I, I hope it certainly improves Ezra's version of the Flash, which I'm not a huge fan of. I I remember when everyone uh, saw like all those leaks uh, about like you know Batman '89 being the film. I was like, holy crap! And at that time, you know, I I haven't seen Batman '89. I did though. I did eventually. But, Shame, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Dude, I just haven't gotten around to it, man. And I heard, like, I just, like, felt like, well, Batman 89 was really good. I don't plan on watching any of the other ones. Like, Batman and Robin, Batman Returns, like, Batman Forever. I don't. Ah, Batman know. Returns is good, though, bro. Danny DeVito. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> other than The Flash, we also, we're also going to get a behind the scenes look at Aquaman 2 and Shazam 2. Uh, I don't know to what extent behind the scenes footage is, you know, sometimes we can get like a lot of info from that. Sometimes where it's like nothing, uh, still exciting to see. Uh, I hope we get, a, uh, some really good information for Shazam too. I'm very excited about that. Uh, I think Zachary Levi, I think it was Zachary Levi said recently that we're going to get a lot of the flash family, which is super exciting. Other than that, we're also getting the much anticipated, the very exciting new trailer for the Batman. Oh, oh. let's go. Oh, man. Probably my most anticipated movie of 2022. Maybe the closest thing beating it is uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But man, oh, I'm so excited for that movie. It's going to. Oh. Man. Also, for DC fandom, we're probably, well, not probably, but we are probably going to get a look at uh, the Peacemaker show that's coming yeah, out. Yeah, Peacemaker coming, I think James Gunn said, January 2022. So coming very soon. It's It feels so good just to be like an overall, like, just like geek about, you know, both Marvel and DC along with like other things like Star Wars. Because we're just getting like plates of food. We're just feasting. We're literally feasting. Um, other than Peacemaker, we're also getting a new look, of, and I'm very excited about this, uh, a new look at a Harley Quinn season three. It's, I mean, I think Harley Quinn, uh, the animated show, is probably, is, in my opinion, the best animated DC show since Batman the Animated Series. Damn, that is a... That is a big hot take. And I, is it a hot take? I mean, it's, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It is. It is a hot take. Well, it's only because, like, I feel like certain people, they they really like the other ones. Like, some people could say Batman Beyond. That's true. Oh, you know what? Uh, Teen Titans exists, too. Teen Titans, yeah. Man, they still need to bring out season six. I'm, I really... They, they they still they they owe us a season six because they said they do owe us a season if, six. If, if Teen Titans go, the movie does really well. We're gonna get a season six. Yeah, liars! They only said that to get to get us to go to the movie. 
GG, I guess. But speaking of Batman the Animated Series and it being a hot take, we're also going to be getting a look at the new Batman the Animated Series, Batman Caped Crusader. I'm very excited about that. I kind of forgot forgot it existed for a while until they uh, said it was going to be a DC fandom. But I think from what I remember, they said it was going to be obviously a Batman the Animated Series, but uh, it's going to be sort of a different take on Batman and his rogues gallery. Uh, I'm super excited about that. It's going to be airing on Cartoon Network and HBO Max, so the new generation of kids are going to be getting uh, their version of Batman the Animated Series, so that's exciting. That is exciting, and I am very fortunate that HBO Max exists because like the DC catalog on that thing is just amazing. Like it, it's actually at times becomes overwhelming with how much content there is on HBO Max. Yeah, HBO like, Max like, is such an underrated streaming service. I mean, they had such a, to put it bluntly, a trash launch that <laughs> they had like bad marketing and stuff. They're still sort of struggling in subscriber numbers compared to Disney Plus and Netflix and the, but it, people are sleeping, man. HBO Max yeah. has, I mean, it's, it, it could be argued that it's the best streaming service. Honestly. Yeah. So I'm continuing on with the DC news. Uh, Bridget Reagan, I think that's how you say her last name. It looks like Reagan. Bridget Reagan has been cast as Poison Ivy in Batwoman season three. I'm not, uh, I don't watch Batwoman, but I've seen some of the stuff they're doing with the villains and it's pretty cool. I uh, I watched like a, like a YouTube video of someone like uh, talking about like Batwoman, and like at first she had like a re- she had like it was like the new one the new girl uh, Ryan, Ryan right, right? Yeah. she had she had like a really good like character arc so, like going for her and like a few episodes in she just like trashed it like it just like her character arc was just horrible sounds like a DC show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as you know, as you know, rephrase that a DC show that's on the CW network. <laughs> True, but at the same time, you also got Titans. Yeah, <laughs> throwing away their oh. character. <laughs> speaking, speaking of Titans, t- Titan season three, that is yeah, oh, massive improvement. Oh, dude, let let me let me tell you, bro. No spoilers. Yeah, I still haven't seen that. the latest episode. But man, like, it's it, they they know like what what's going for them now like and it's actually really good because like not only are they doing like this like you know like kind of like this like robin dilemma with like nightwing and red hood but a lot of the characters like even the character like you know some of the characters are actually getting a lot more screen time like Corey, gar uh superboy they're getting a lot more screen time and they're actually doing like really well like you know, on their own, like kind of like, you know, they're all down like subplot. Yeah. Let's but, hope they not, oh they God. don't screw over Gar this time around. <laughs> I'm going to say this Gar is actually like, like effective. I'm just going to say that he he's should really be because he certainly wasn't in the last two seasons. Oh man. Season two hurt me. Just absolute pain. Just pain. Uh, some miscellaneous, some miscellaneous stuff. Because you know we don't we don't just do Marvel and DC stuff here. We like we just like to talk about uh, you know stuff that we're, we're interested in. Uh, the Last of Us pilot for HBO has wrapped. I I genuinely think because you, you usually video game properties are very hit or miss. 
Uh, I think this one's going to be really good. Uh, it's going to be following the games, but I think, I think they're still taking it in its own direction. But with, they have a lot of people from the actual game involved. So I think that's going to prove well for the series going forward. Other than that, we also got a set photo from Black Panther Wakanda Forever of what looks like could be Madame Hydra making an appearance in the movie. It's kind of a blurry photo. Uh, it's kind of hard to see, but I think from what I could gather, uh, I think maybe her makeup artist or something like that posted uh, the photo. So it looks like we could be seeing Madame Hydra in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. But as of right now, it's just sort of speculation. What do you think? What do you think Madame Hydra is going to be doing in Black Panther 2? I uh, said vibranium. And because like, cause the thing is, like, with, with like Black Panther and all that stuff, people know, like, people know about Wakanda now. And so I'm pretty sure, like, they also know, like, it's um, the artifacts, which is, of course, mostly vibranium. Right, they're gunning for them. So, yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be coming for them, and then like now that, um, you know, spoiler alert if you haven't know, but I'm pretty sure you know that T'Challa in that universe like is dead. Yeah. So I want to know, like, how, like in in Black Panther two, I want to know how they they're they're gonna explain, like, how he died, and I'm pretty sure that in by the two Wakanda forever, there is going to be a like breach into like Wakanda, like some of some sorts. Because, um, if Namor? you Namor question mark, yeah, because Namor, Namor is in there, Namor, oh, yeah. In there. And I, and speaking about Namor, I remember people like I remember when Namor like got confirmed or whatever. And I swear, like, I went on Google like, 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 like a year ago before that, even like release. And they had that same person, like, on, like, IMD. And- uh, he was rumored to be playing a villain in the movie, but I don't think he was specifically, uh, like, cast as Namor. I think people yeah. were speculating Namor, but it wasn't, like, a for sure thing at the time. Yeah, because I, cause I remember seeing, like, I, I forgot his name. His name is, like, like Tanakh or something like that. Uh, I, can, I can't remember his last name, and I'm sorry that I butchered his name if I did, but... I remember like looking it up on Google and I saw like his name there and it said Namor. And I was like, huh, interesting. But yeah, then it just like a couple months later, because like he just got confirmed. Right. So um that's pretty cool. And what people seem to be thinking about with uh Valentina is that she's setting up the Thunderbolts. So yeah. I see how that's gonna be going. Hopefully they don't hopefully she doesn't recruit Namor. In the Thunderbolts, I'll be kind of dumb, in my opinion. Yeah, but we'll see how that goes. I'm actually excited for Black Panther two, since um, we are getting more Shuri, and we're going to be seeing Ironheart in there. True. Even I don't like, I don't like her counter I mean, her comic counterpart. Uh, you know, I was thinking about the uh, the uh, Namor thing recently. They seem to be going uh, Latino route. A lot of people yeah. were expecting Asian. I never thought about an Asian Asian Namor. Um, yeah. I definitely, I definitely uh, would like to see a uh, L- Latino Namor. That would be pretty cool. Oh my goodness, I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're professional um, here. 
So, um, you know, that's, that's actually pretty cool. I'm, I'm actually excited for it. I want to see how they do Namor on the big screen because if you guys don't know in the comics, uh, Namor was actually the first, like, one of the first, like, superheroes introduced into, like, Marvel. Really? So, like, in some way. Yeah. It was, like, along with, like, Thor, Spider-Man, Hulk, and huh. the thing, you know, those are like the main four of the Avengers. Uh, Namor was also like one of those like first people as well. I did not know that. Pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. All right. Moving on. Uh, someone involved with the uh, What If series uh, confirmed that season two is going to have an episode based off the Black Widow movie, which is exciting because it's a good movie and no one can tell me otherwise. That is actually a very solid movie. Not the best, not the worst, but it's actually pretty solid. Yeah, when it came out, uh, it was like top 10. And by top 10, I mean it was literally 10th place. Uh, but just the way the nature of the MCU, just good stuff just keeps coming out. <laughs> and it just, yeah. and now it's like number 12th. <laughs> it's, it is like, I, I remember like when they first announced a lot of the stuff of uh, 2021. That we are just purely stacked. Of course, like we don't have some of the stuff that like we're usually getting because we were supposed to have like Miss Marvel this month, but that got like delayed. Yeah. Uh, now it's or or at least at least this fall, it was somewhere around here. But yeah, that got delayed, and I'm pretty sure like because what if was premiering, they didn't want two Marvel shows like premiering at the same time. So yeah. that's kind of understandable. So hopefully, um, it's gonna be uh in spring 2022 or somewhere around there uh i think it might be earlier than that but there's no official date yet they, they haven't even confirmed it's delayed it's kind of just speculation but uh i mean the fact that they announced hawkeye and not miss marvel and miss marvel was originally supposed to come before hawkeye kind of yeah. says something which is yeah, unfortunate but you know is what it is i guess um speaking of delays Spider-Man no, no Way Home is rumored to get delayed if, and only if, uh, Shang-Chi uh, does poorly at the box office, along with, and this is going to sound a little bit weird, but if James Bond does bad at the box office, and some people might be thinking, what the hell does James Bond have to do with Spider-Man, or Shang-Chi for that matter? It's because Shang-Chi is sort of, because of the nature of the movie, it's kind of ironic. The Chinese market like likes to be pandered to, but not too much. <laughs> so like in yeah. so like in Iron Man, I think it was three when he was when he was getting the arc reactor, you know, uh surgery or whatever, instead of in doing it by himself in America, he went to China. Ooh. And so, you know, the Chinese market loved that, but now that they're doing like a Chinese centric movie, they're like, mm. I don't want this. <laughs> I don't know if, uh, yeah. so, but something like James Bond will do really well over there. So they're waiting to see if James Bond is going to do well overseas. And if it does, then that means the theatrical, uh, release, uh, format is going to do well over there, which means it should do well with Spider-Man, which is overseas is always the biggest market. It's what makes the movies the most money. And so, I mean, they kind of have to. I mean, at the end of the day, they're a business and they're going to do what's going to make them the most money. Uh, yeah. So hopefully Shang-Chi does well. I think in, in previews, it did 
$8.8 million, which is just slightly uh, under Black Widow, which is solid for the mm-hmm. pandemic, that is. I, um, yeah, after watching, uh, or it, when I was watching Shang-Chi, I saw the uh, previews for uh, the new James Bond movie, you know, No Time to Die. And the thing about that is that they're just going to have to, like, release like no time to die like soon because they have no more money for marketing yeah they have they to release so it money yeah they spent so much money on marketing and they just can't do it anymore so they're just gonna have to release it no like no matter what it's to see how um it does and the thing is like with shang chi um people were saying that it's predicted to make 45 million dollars in its opening weekend so i hope that's like you know it fulfills that price even more because that movie is absolutely incredible. Yeah, I hope it exceeds expectations, but, especially overseas, because I've been hearing that uh, some people in China on the internet have been, have been seeing that they're saying that their theaters have been packed, which is exciting. Uh, it is exciting. I, I really hope that, I really hope that the Chinese mark, market gives it a chance because, I mean, we'll get into it, but it feels obviously extremely Asian-inspired, Chinese-inspired, but it doesn't feel like pandering. Yeah, exactly. And that's something that, like, um, I, I think that's, that's a really good, like, thing that they did with uh, Shang-Chi is that, like, it had all the elements there, but it wasn't, like, tear. <laughs> like, you know, like, I, I guess, like, if you get what I'm trying to say. Right. Um, but, yeah, that's it, it was just really, really good. Also, like, with the Shang-Chi thing, people are saying that, you know, the, the Eternals will get delayed if Shang-Chi doesn't do well. Yeah, that too. Which, um, I can understand for Eternals, but here's the thing about Spider-Man. I feel like because Spider-Man without a trailer was so, was hyped up so much that I feel like they're, like, they, they're, they're probably not going to delay only because their people are so confident that it will do well. Right. A and, good sign is that they actually put the release date in the trailer. Yeah. December seventeenth. So, other than this yeah, being like this Christmas or you know or something like that or just coming soon, which is which would be horrible if yeah. it said coming soon. Yeah, because the thing is like, you know, people like were already like pressing Marvel and Sony about a trailer. But just imagine if you delay the movie and like with, with, with a clear release date, people are going to riot. So I don't think that's going to happen with Spider-Man because Spider-Man will do like amazing like for like right now. Yeah, I think the only uh, motivating factor to delay it is, I mean, realistically, if we pretend this pandemic doesn't exist, I mean, it would do so incredibly well. I mean, it would destroy a billion dollars. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it would beat Endgame, but I mean, it's it's a possibility. But with the pandemic, I mean, just just with the nature of just the pandemic, it's not going to make as much money as if there was no pandemic. And I think that's their only fear is that they want to be clear of the pandemics to make as much money as it possibly can as the, as much money as they know it can. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo teased, or at least in my opinion, it seems like he, it teased his involvement uh, with Moon Knight. He went on Twitter because it was uh, rumored that he was going to be in the series because he was spotted. I forgot if he was on set or in the same city as it was filming, which I think is, is Budapest. Um, 
He went on Twitter and he said, quote, as the person who's responsible for this next phase of the MCU, I would hate to spoil something. I've learned the hard way. And to me, I'm like, if you weren't in this, you wouldn't have said anything, right? I mean, it feels like the fact that he's acknowledging it is kind of like, I can't say anything, but, you know, wink, wink. I'm, uh. <laughs> I, I think I think he's in it. I don't know in what capacity he would be in it, but I mean, if he's in it, that's cool. Yeah, that'd be, uh, that'd be pretty nice. And the last bit of news here before we get into Shang-Chi, uh, kind of sad news, but at the same time, I don't think it's that big of a deal in hindsight. Um the Russo brothers are were, were, I guess, reportedly talking with Marvel about doing another movie. But the Scarlett Johansson uh, Black Widow lawsuit has them at an impasse about returning because they're not confident in how uh, whatever movie they would be doing would be uh, handled as far as the release goes. And at first I saw that and I was like, oh, that sucks because, you know... The Russo brothers, every single movie they've done have been easily one of, if not the best movies in the MCU. But I think the movies that they've talked about coming back for is Secret Wars and Wolverine. I'm sure they do other movies, but that's the ones that they've gone on record to say that they'd be interested in coming back for. I don't think it's that big of an issue because I think by the time they'd even get to the filming process... I think the pandemic would be over, hopefully, but I, yeah. I, I don't think it's that big of a deal because I think Marvel would, would it, we'd be past that by then, mm-hmm. and they'd have and, nothing to worry about. Yeah, and and like with Secret Wars, like Secret Wars, like if you think that Endgame was like a lot, Secret Wars would probably be like a lot more because Secret Wars is a lot, and it also depends which Secret Wars route they go to. I'm pretty sure they're probably going to be doing the Battle World uh, Secret Wars type one, which I think is Secret Wars, uh, the first Secret Wars. But, yeah, that Secret Wars is a lot. It is definitely a lot. And like like, yeah, like, like you said, by the time they'll even get to Secret Wars, the pandemic will probably be over, hopefully. Yeah, Secret so. Wars is still a ways away. I mean, they got a lot of world building to do beforehand, but they could also, I mean... Civil War was, you know, uh, in the comics, was stacked with characters, and it was a lot more small scale in the MCU, so I guess they could uh, scale it down for the MCU Secret Wars, but uh, I guess we'll have to see. Obviously, they're building to that with uh, the multiverse and stuff like that. Uh, Alright, I think it's time. I think it's time we get into (laughs) Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, super exciting. I think we, I think we should do sort of our general thoughts, non-spoilers, and then we'll go into a more detailed spoiler talk. But okay. I, I love this movie. I love this I, movie. I, I, I know. It was I, I, so good. So beautiful. So beautiful. I like. This might be look recency bias put aside because I just saw it last night. I. Fight wise and visually is this is the best MCU movie. And I know I a lot of people were giving it a lot of like a lot of crap, bro. They're like, oh, this is just your average like kung fu movie just in Marvel format, blah 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 blah. Like, no, like it it's like it's just phenomenal. Like like I said, it sounds like I have like a lot of recency bias. I just saw it, but like trust me, 
go see this movie if you haven't already. It is so beautiful. It's great. It has all the humor. It has everything you're looking for in a Marvel movie. Like, it, trust me. Yeah, I was lucky enough to see a fan screening like a little over two weeks ago now. So I don't have that recency bias, but I, I certainly have to agree. It's the best choreographed MCU movie. It's It has the best action. And I'm not a... Uh, this is the first episode, you know, I got to establish I'm not a action guy. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of action. Usually when there's a big action sequence, uh, I tune out because I'm, I just don't care. I'm not interested. But what I am interested in as far as action goes is martial arts. I love that stuff. So the fact that we were getting that in Shang-Chi, I was super excited. I wasn't really I wasn't not interested uh, about the characters, but I certainly didn't really know. I'm not familiar with Shang-Chi in the comics. I I didn't know if I'd care about them, and I came out loving the characters. Uh, Aquafina was a standout for me. Uh, funnily enough, <laughs> I was on I was on Twitter, and Aquafina was trending for the movie. And man, she was getting a lot of hate. I was like, "Oh, what?" But I think it, I think it's because of just past preconceived notions of her, of maybe yeah, like previous I, movies and stuff. I I'm not familiar with her or her previous work or anything like that. So I came in with like no bias. She was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, she was in a little bit of controversy, like kind of like like a year or two ago or something like that. Um, the controversy was some, it was like how, like, she would, like, use, like, a, like a black scent. See, I, I like saw that. people talking about that. I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, they, I don't know. Saying how, like, they were saying how, like, oh, yeah, you know, sometimes Aquafina would use a black scent, and sometimes she wouldn't, like, you know, what's the deal here? And, you know, I kind of understand where they're coming from, but at the same time, it's like, some people just had that, you know, like, but I mean, I won't really get into that. You know, I, you can hate on it if you. I do want. it sometimes, <laughs> unintentionally, but I do it. I mean, but but I mean, like you're black though. So. That's I mean that's true. But like, yeah, it's just kind of. Have you seen that? <laughs> have you seen that Key and Peel skit? Uh, where it's like uh, how biracial people are supposed to act, oh, yeah. and they and they have like a black mode and a white mode. Dude, I, I think I've never seen that. It's insanely accurate <laughs> it's like <laughs> i'm not gonna do it but it, it really is a it really is a flip of a switch but yeah. as i was saying um i came out loving the characters uh and boy did the action deliver i have a couple of complaints not really complaints they're more like nitpicks or or like man i wish we could have gotten that or seen that or whatever but we'll, we'll get in, we'll get into that more with uh spoilers but you know what we don't have to get into it into spoilers it's not spoilery i wish we got maybe one or two more of that jackie chan style fighting where he's like using the environment like we got two like really cool like just martial arts style fight scenes but that bus that bus scene yeah. man so good the bus scene was amazing. It was so and, good. I wish we got more of that. Uh, that's really the only uh, fight scene we got with that kind of uh, action using the environment and stuff like that. And he's just like really clean with it. 
I um, there was one part in the movie. No, this is not a spoiler. There was one part in the movie where I literally thought rush hour. And exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was rush hour, and that's literally what I thought. But uh, I I like I just I am so blown away. I'm gonna go see it tonight again. So. I don't know when I'm going to see it again. I hope I see it again soon because I I really want to. Oh, also, like, with the fight choreography, I actually know... Well, I don't know him, but I know of the... One of the action designers of, like, for Shang chi And he does, like, you know, kind of, like, like short skits, like, you know, action fighting, like, short skits and all that stuff. And he uh, also did, like, this live-action anime... uh, Samurai, like Afro Samurai Shampoo, it's actually really good. Um, yeah, the action was just the action was just amazing. The choreography, top notch. Truly, uh, but yeah, I mean the the Asian vibe of it was fantastic. It was gorgeous. The cinematography was amazing. I mean, it was just such a beautiful film. I hope it's. I hope it does the same thing for Asian people that Black Panther did for black people. Uh, I mean, I think this could truly be a very important movie. I hope it does well, man. I really I, hope it does I well. I, I wanted to do well because, you know, as a person who supports, you know, uh, people of color, I really want this to do well for the Asian community and for also the uh, for comic book lovers as well because this is a really, really, like, beautiful movie like not even just like with the martial arts but like also like the theme and like just the overall character of shang chi it's actually just it's just a really really like beautiful film um also i i just had like just i just had like the thought uh it would probably get back to me somehow but you can continue what you're saying maybe i think it's time for spoilers but before that, uh, what would you rate the movie? I definitely, right now, I would give it a 9 out of 10. I would uh, give it an 8.5 out of 10, and there's a reason for that, but that is definitely uh, for spoilers. Uh, not a complaint, just a personal thing. Not that big of a deal. Might as well yeah. round it to 9, but yeah, for me, it's an 8.5 out of 10. Still very, very good. Yeah. But yeah, it's time for spoilers. Um, Spoilers. We start out the movie with Wenwu, Mm. uh, which I thought was a great choice, uh, especially uh, showing how he's been alive for so, so long. (laughs) Yeah, he's been alive for like centuries, a century. One of my favorite lines in the movie was towards the end uh, where he... He find he gets into that little, I don't even know what to call it, a pocket dimension or whatever. And he's talking to that he's talking to that old guy, and he says he's <laughs> he says like he says I've lived like like a thousand more lifetimes than you or whatever he said. Apparently, oh, yeah. the more direct translation was a lot more cold. He said he said I've tasted more salt than you've, than you've had rice in your entire life. Oh my like, god. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and then and then <laughs> in that one line he says, you know, you like you be quiet, uh, young man. Yeah, tell the make all young man. I was like, damn. <laughs> but that was so that was amazing. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip like all the way to the end. So my 
my thing that we really we also discussed about this last night was that when we heard earlier like you know reviews of the movie people were saying how like the post credit scene was cheerworthy mm-hmm. I it was kind of underwhelming in a way I don't think like, it wouldn't be underwhelming if they didn't report it was cheerworthy yeah exactly exactly like they said there was deafening cheers and they glanced and I'm like I watched it and I was like I mean it's cool but cheerworthy yeah I I mean then again like I I'm pretty sure this is like like I don't know if like these were actual like you know comic book fans that are cheering because then again I don't know what goes on in Shang-Chi I don't know if that was supposed to be like some like big thing but yeah it was little I don't know I mean it was it was clearly setting up something big, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, like, there's a signal, and it, uh, I mean, I don't know. Look, looks kind of like military base, like, like you know, kind of like, like, like a hip-hop military base, I think. But I think it is cool that, um, like, Zhu Ling is now the head of the Ten Rings. I think that's a cool twist. Um, considering how she like mm-hmm. hated her father, both her and Shang Chi. But I w- I'm wondering if it's going to be like a villainous organization still, or it's, she's going to use it for good. I feel like it's like I mean I feel like I feel like a route they would be going towards it's like oh yeah I'm doing all these good things in her eyes, but Shang Chi's like no you're doing evil like clash. Yeah, true. Yeah, that makes so a lot sibling, of sense. Sibling, sibling clash, but. I also want to get into the final fight between Shang-Chi and the Mandarin. That was really, really good. I I love that. I love that fight. Yeah. Really good fight. It was, I mean, I mean See, again, yeah, 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 just gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. You were saying something about the third act. You, why, don't you, why don't you say something? It wasn't, no, that? it wasn't the third act. Okay, the reason why I gave it an 8.5 was because I'm not a fan of big monsters going at each other <laughs> i'm not i'm not like like godzilla versus Con- i like i don't care yeah i don't care yeah. it's not interesting <laughs> to me and and like i was saying earlier i'm not an action guy i tune out and that's the kind of action especially that i tune out for i'm just uh, i'm just like okay that's a dragon and a thingy i don't know what it is they're just you know going yeah. at it i'm like cool i guess but you know when Shang Chi went and faced the Mandarin, I was like, "All right, here we go. <laughs> we're back yeah. to we're back to the good stuff." I mean, it's just it's just a personal thing. It's just not my type of action. I could tell that if you're into that kind of action, it's spectacular. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just not for right. me. So I so yeah, just drop it a bit to an eight point five. <laughs> I also like the route they're going with uh, Shang Chi because with um. It's like Chung Chi and Miss Marvel, they're they're getting like powers, like more more abilities included in their arsenal. Because in the comics, like Chung Chi is mainly just about like martial arts. But in this movie, right. they gave they gave him like the power to hold like the ten rings, which is pretty cool. Uh like well and, uh, why I said Miss Marvel is because like Miss Marvel is actually getting like another set of powers. Um, I don't or know just, if they were pl- or just replacing it. 
Yeah, I because I didn't know if she I don't know if they were being replaced or they're just they're adding on to the set, but she's it's, it's confusing. Hours. It's confusing. It was initially reported that it was re- it was being replaced. Then it was reported that it was just going to be added on to her powers, and then I think most recently it's getting replaced again. So, yeah, so I guess we won't know until you know we get to actually see Miss Marvel. Yeah, in like eighty years. I'm just <laughs> but um. But I want to go into more of the characters for Shang Chi. I love the uh, I love Ben Kingsley coming back. Ben, Ki- you know, you know, there was surprisingly little. I think it was. I think it was ultimately a good choice. But I was surprised how little Iron Man connections there were, other other than Trevor Slattery. Yeah, and yeah, because like. I was totally expecting to see something connecting to Iron Man 1. I know there was a little Easter egg where Wenwu was like watching uh, footage of the kidnapping scene in Iron Man 1. Mm. But other than that, there was nothing. Which, at the end of the day, at first I was like, ah, that kind of sucks. But at as a movie, I'm I'm more okay with that because it works better as a standalone like you could show this movie to someone who hasn't seen anything in the MCU and they could understand everything that's going on with it even Trevor Slattery like he gives a little explanation but you don't really need to know who he is from Iron Man 3 yeah I mean it would help to know but yeah you can definitely show this like you know like someone who hasn't seen in the the MCU movies and kind of like be its own thing Um, which is actually pretty cool because I definitely know that this is a movie that is that wants to bring in like more like you know more normies or more, more casual people right because it has like it has action and like a lot of people just love that type of stuff like they love martial arts from my past films and it's something that's just like really really inclusive so that's pretty good um but yeah he Ben Kingsley or Trevor Slattery, he was actually really good. I'm glad that he was in the movie. I'm glad that we didn't, he didn't get killed off because oh he was God. in it way more than I was expecting, and I'm yeah. very happy about that. I thought he yeah, was. No, I was expecting a cameo. I, I, I man, I really wish at the premiere it wasn't like confirmed that he was in the movie because no one knew until the premiere. But uh, yeah, I was expecting a cameo. I was expecting like hey, it's it's like it's a uh, you know Trevor Slattery, and then he'd be gone but he was in it like once he appeared he was in it the rest of the way there so that which is yeah. awesome because <laughs> he's, he's such a good character i know him and maurice maurice bro Mar- maurice man dude that it's, it's adorable even with no face yeah bro he came up i was like oh what the hell is that and then he started <laughs> and then he and he started being adorable i was like you know what this man's cute i like him i know right um what's another like part of the movie that was actually like really really cool um i know yeah i liked seeing abomination again that was pretty cool i'm s- and, i hope people aren't mad that he's barely in the movie yeah i know they essentially released the entire entirety of his scenes online actually i really want to get into this what the hell is going on <laughs> with wong and abomination like they're all buddy buddy yeah, bro. People like I. Don't, I, I just want to say this out here. I remember people were saying that, it, that that's not Wong. I knew it was Wong. I'm just saying I knew it was Wong. It was pretty clear it was Wong. I mean, yeah, it was well, pretty clear. Who else would it but, be? I guess it could just be another sorcerer, but yeah, I know. But it's also like 
it was, yeah, it was, it was funny. Like, he was giving him, like, a, a cup of water and, like, they were, like, going to train. I'm like, whoa, what? It was so funny. Yeah, like, then... Jackie tells him that you wanted to kill the Hulk. Yeah, it seems... It looks like Wong's training him, right? Yeah. For what? Like hey, look. I don't know, man. Madam Hydra? I was, I was thinking that, too, but I didn't want to say it. But, like, why does... Because I feel like Wong is doing the fights for money. Because remember in Infinity War, he's like, I ain't got no money, bro. Like, I, <laughs> he's like, Dime Strange is like, James is like, you want a sandwich? He's like, sure. He's like, you got any money? He was like, uh. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's, he's like, I'm, I'm going to get some like, tuna or something like that. Yeah. But, but oh, yeah, man, so I guess like, he's doing these cool. fights for money. But like, and it's like, it seems like everyone after the fight is buddy buddy with each other. It seems like it really is just like for the sport. But it yeah. seems like Wong is training Abomination. I know. That's right? crazy. Speaking of the Abomination, that new design, so yeah, good. The new design is pretty good. Really comic accurate. Which I'm which is really good for phase four. They are going with the comic book accuracy like full fledged, like full on comic accuracy. And it's really good for people who complain about it like every freaking time. Yeah. The Marvel always find a way to do comic accurate stuff and not make it look ridiculous. I don't know how they do it. But yeah, they do it. Exactly. Like it's just the art concept art. I mean, it's all the way back art. in 2011, but like Loki and his horns, they should not work, but they do. I know, right? Like that, um, I should look at that and be like, "The fucking like that look, that's ridiculous." What am I looking at? <laughs> but it looks I, great. It's Tom Hiddleston, bro. He makes everything. Work. That's true. That's true. But like, um, yeah, abomination. Abomination wasn't. Like he got the fight scene, and then the little scene where and where Wong is like, "All right, good job, buddy. Let's uh, train tomorrow or whatever." Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. Which is that's enough. That's all you need. He doesn't need to be like some big thing in the movie. So yeah, I hope people aren't like Abomination wasn't in it as much as he should have been. Like it's not his movie. It's not his story. Exactly. Doesn't need yeah, to be. No. Uh, let's get into that mid credit scene though. Yeah, let's get into that mid-credit scene again. Yeah. Not that cheer-worthy. <laughs> Not that cheer-worthy, but it was actually really cool to see. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, the signal, seeing, I don't know what that's about. It seems like it's like from maybe like another dimension, but like what could it be? I don't know. It's like, because the vibe of it was like, this is a big deal. But I was like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a very, very, um, very vague. Um, it was nice to see... Banner again, you know, him getting nerfed. <laughs> just hey. Banner. But then, I wonder what the deal with that is, though. Like, why is he just Banner? Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, maybe he got in a little bit more control of the, of the Hulk powers. That's what because. I thought at first, but I saw I saw someone, uh, I saw Theory say that he gave, like, some of his, I don't, I don't even know what to call it, blood, I don't know, whatever, to, uh, to She-Hulk. Oh, and so that sort of dumbed down his Hulkness, I guess. And I think he stood, still could be Professor Hulk, but now he can, like, shift in between it. Or maybe he can... I, I don't know. I don't know. Because I know, like, in the Hulk comics, the Hulk, like, the powers of the Hulk are actually, like, a little bit more complex. Like, Hulk, in a sense, is, like, technically, like, immortal, you know? Yeah. But, of course, you know, for Banner's not. Purposes, they gotta, yeah, Banner's not, but the Hulk is. So, 
But of course, you know, for the sake of the MCU, they gotta like nerf his character, blah blah blah. But you know, that was cool to see Banner and Captain Marvel with her demeanor change. Yeah, a lot more a lot cheerful. More, yeah, a lot more cheerful, a lot more brighter. A lot know. of people are gonna be happy about that. They don't. She don't. She doesn't have the uh, like rock haircut anymore. You know that. I'm <laughs> that, that haircut. Unpo- that unpopular like. opinion. I like that haircut. I thought it looked good. It it, it looks good in comics, but live action. I don't. Think I think I thought well. I thought it looked good. I was like, oh, look, but, I'm gonna hair in Endgame. I was like, oh, that's nice. I liked it. But it was nice seeing Captain Marvel again. I personally like Captain Marvel, and I think it's a movie that. When you watch, watch it more, you like it's like it a little bit more. It's definitely better on a second viewing because I think the humor is a lot more dry compared to the other MCU movies, uh, yeah. and I think it's not a, what a lot of people were expecting. So yeah, once been, you know what's definitely. coming, I think it's a lot better on a rewatch. Yeah, definitely. Like humor is a lot more flat in the MCU, but I think it's a pretty like solid movie as well like as well um with Captain Marvel but I'm except with, with her demeanor change I'm glad to see her in the uh the Marvel's movie with Miss Marvel and a Photon yes that's that is going to be a I can tell that's going to be a good movie so I'm glad to see that definitely uh let's get uh let's head back into Shang-Chi a little bit uh let's talk about uh the Mandarin I mean what a, I mean, he was just one, easily a, already a, one of the best MCU villains. Oh yeah, he's definitely a ruthless villain. Like, oh man, and you feel bad for him a bit. And well, then, yeah, and then sure. you and then you got to be like, this man's this man's insane. <laughs> yeah, this man's insane. And it's like one of those. It's it's like one of those cliche like I'm doing this for like a good purposes. You know, like it's gonna help us all. It's kind of cliche, but it's actually done like in a really like well way in this movie because he actually cared like for his wife and he can you can tell that he generally like wanted a good family yeah but you know things things happen and you know she died stuff like that it was great how the mom had uh, a presence in the movie even after she was gone oh yeah uh, sure. and you could tell the impact uh, she had on not only the Mandarin but uh, Shang-Chi as well yeah, and he, even the even the village as well because you know, she came from there. Um, yeah. It was yeah, it, it is a really it is a really good like you know plot line for the movie. I uh, I I, I kind of thought in a way that there was going to be like some afterlife aspect and like Shang Chi was going to see his mom, but I'm kind of glad they didn't go that route because would have been like a little. Uh, like a little corny in a way, or not corny, but cliche, but you know, cliche, and it would be probably a little bit too similar to Black Panther, yeah. So, but yeah, it, it, overall, that I really love the Mandarin, really great, really great villain. Um, definitely like ruthless. The and, rings are a force to be reckoned with. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm so, I I'm, the, so, I love the design, I love the how they utilize the the rings. Yeah, I, mean, I definitely love it. I love the uh, the the ten rings. Oh my god! Shang- the scene where where the scene where he took a little kid Shang Chi to that like like a dinner place or whatever. I don't, oh, oh, I don't yeah. know, and just destroyed those guys. I was like, like right jeez, man. 
I know. But I, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. Whenever Shang-Chi has the Ten Rings on and they turn yellow, it just reminds me of Sonic. I swear. I can't. <laughs> literally, Shang-Chi in the cameo of Sonic, bro. It's literally how I see it. That's uh, I, I can't. I feel like they're going to make a joke about that at some point. Like in a team up movie, someone's be like, someone's gonna call him Sonic or something, and I'm gonna, I know. I'm gonna be like, Jesus Christ, here we go. You want to know like 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 a a line that I was imagining in my head for the bus scene? You know, like when that big guy comes in, he doesn't have like an arm. I wanted I wanted Shang Chi to say, Hey, you know, Captain Hook, and then he pulls out like the machete. He's like, Oh, that's not a hook at all, or some something like that. <laughs> Something funny, you know. Speaking, I just can't imagine that in my head. Speaking of that bus scene, Homecoming guy's back. Yeah, dude, he, he was, was hilarious, whole, dude. He was live streaming the whole thing. It was so funny. <laughs> it was like, like, oh, you got this, and then he like, you know, he gets like, my bad, whatever. <laughs> my, my bad. <laughs> that was that was funny. And he's like, I th- he's like recording. He's like, I, I've had some, uh, you know, fight commentary experience. I think I got this. <laughs> that was that was hilarious. I want to see him again in No Way Home. I hope so. They, they they need to put him back on No Way Home. Um, let's talk a bit. We talked a bit about her in the non-spoiler section, but let's go more in depth about Aquafina's character. She was just a delight. I, I again, I wasn't familiar with her work. I knew that you know she's funny, but I hadn't seen anything of her, so I didn't know like what her style of humor was. Uh, yeah. But man, she was really good. Uh, I also I also wasn't expecting her to be essentially a co-lead to Shang-Chi. Like, uh, I mean, I expected her to be in the movie quite a bit, but I wasn't expecting her to be, like, there every step of the way. And I also wasn't expecting her to, like, start fighting. Like, I saw, I saw like, one of the complaints I saw was people being like, I didn't buy the whole she's an archer thing. And I was like, I don't think it's... I mean, it's fine. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like at least she's like doing something to protect herself, you know. Yeah. And like, I'm actually glad that like you know she was like, like the com- the comedic lead, but also like like a co lead because it was actually really good. And I'm glad that she was a like a good friend to a Shang Chi, you know, for like years. I still think I still think they're they're together. They're told, they're not together, <laughs> dude. They head, did not dude. get together, oh, bro. It's head cannon. They bro. will get real. together at some bro. point, unless they don't. Okay. I think it would be cool if they don't, dude. Head, dude, I want my head cannon to be real, bro. Stop, bro. Screw your head cannon, dude. I want it to be real, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, nonetheless, I still like their relationship and their dynamic is really is really well put in the movie. I like that a lot. It's just I always think of that line, "Don't die," and then look what happened to the old guy, the young man. <laughs> why did they? Why did they gotta do him like that? I was like, "Oh no, the old guy!" And like I was, I was hoping, like in my my mind, I was thinking that like you know, like all the souls like who died were gonna come back, but I mean, they're they're dead. Yeah, they're dead, dead. You hate to see it's like, it. It's like a the Suicide Squad moment, you know. I, I thought that, you know, when watching the movie, when they, like, you know, Merc Starro, the corpses are, you know, come back to life, but I guess... Yeah, hell no, they're, they're, they're yeah, definitely yeah, they're, they're, dead. They're, they're gone. They're, they're, were you, uh, were you, were you spooked by the Tentacly boys? No, 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 I wasn't. It wasn't, it I, wasn't squid-like enough? No, shut up. <laughs> 
we're not gonna get into the, we're not gonna get into my fears on this podcast. But I didn't have a problem with that monster. I just didn't know what the fuck that was. But I, oh, but I, I, I it was dude. a little bit creepy when the tentacles started coming out of the wall a little bit. And I was like, Ugh. dude, my bro, like, I, I'm I'm so glad that it was just like like a, like a dragon, not anything else, bro. I I probably would have like screamed. <laughs> Uh, we'll get it. We'll uh, get into that another day. <laughs> All right. Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, man. I'll, you know. You know what? I thought. Um, it's not really a complaint. Maybe more of a nitpick. But they didn't do anything with that masked character. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah. was the deal what... with him slash her slash they? I don't. I don't... I don't know. That was actually really cool because, you know, it was nice seeing him fight Shang-Chi, like, you know, the, like, you know, like the, the warehouse or whatever. Yeah, clearly trained like, him in some capacity, but, like, I guess they don't need to be unmasked. It doesn't need to be someone that we knew from, you know, previously in the movie, but I thought it was weird. It, it felt like they were building up to some sort of reveal, and then it never happened. Yeah. And, like, he just that person just got murdered like damn I know that was so unexpected I was like oh well they're, that's yep they're gone <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah I was like I was like dang that, that sucks but you know I appreciated the use of the sort of dual lingual uh, like they were speaking Chinese when they would have been speaking Chinese like one of the complaints I saw about Black Widow was that like they all speak Russian. Why are they just speaking English? Like, <laughs> yeah, in a place where they don't need to be speaking English, and it's like, like I personally don't care because it's you know, I mean, it's a movie mainly for American audiences. I mean, speaking English is just easier. But in this movie, I mean, they were speaking Chinese when they uh, were uh, you know would have been speaking Chinese, <laughs> oh, no. and it made sense. But yeah, it was it was really. I I think that was like really cool and like uh. You know, the, like, you know, they'll speak in Chinese and, like, respond in English and, like, they'll say something in English, you know, they can understand and they'll just respond in Chinese and they'll understand it that way. That was pretty cool, too. What is, um, what is that pocket dimension or whatever that they're in? What is that? What pocket dimension? The one with the uh, Wong and, uh, no, 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 where the mom lived. Oh, 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 like the afterlife type thing. I'm not entirely sure. There was like nine-tailed foxes and stuff, which was cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think it's called a... That's Talo, right? Yeah, it's Talo. But, like, is it another planet? Is it a pocket dimension? I I, I have no idea. I have to, I would have to, like, see... Is it even in the comics? Is it a comics thing? I think, I think it's in the comics. Hmm. All right, all right then. Trash movie, you know. It uh didn't explain uh, everything. (laughs) Yeah, I want everything to be spoon fed to me. (laughs) (laughs) I want every single detail explained by the timeline. But um, I I really uh want to see what what do I want to see? I really want to see where they're gonna go with with the ten rings. I really want to see that. I just I want to know when they're gonna when Shang Chi's gonna pop up again pop up again. 
Is it going to be in a sequel or is it going to be in some sort of well, team up? Hey, 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 look, look, speaking of sequels, so C.C. Mulu wants to do a uh, Shang-Chi and Spider-Man movie. Hell yeah, and never going to happen. Ima- it should, though. <laughs> it should. Imagine, bro, imagine Tom Holland with the with martial arts, bro. Dude. Yeah, that'd be sick. Badass. People will, people will give him some respect. But um, I I did look it up, and Talo is actually like it is like a kind of like a, it's, it's heaven, pretty much. It's like their own version of heaven. It's heaven, but those people are dead, though. Yeah, it's it's a it's a kind of like a uh, it's it's like it's like a realm, pretty much. So in a sense, yeah, it is like a its own like plane of existence, and hmm. it was appeared in Thor one uh, three hundred and one. I thought you were about to say Thor one. I was like, I don't remember that. <laughs> No, no, Thor one out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's a small pocket dimension adjacent to Earth in the home dimension of Zian, the highest of the 36 36 heavens of the Chinese god. I'm so smart. So, so yeah, that is, it is in a sense its own heaven. But I, I, sorry, go ahead. The movie again. Honestly, I can't wait to see the movie again tonight. I'm just oh, you know, I didn't. Uh, I saw some people like praising the sister character. Oh yeah, yeah. I I was I mean she was cool, but I was like, yeah, she's there. She didn't have, she didn't have much lines, and I guess it has to do with her character because you know she was like told to like I guess be there and like with her father she was like you know pretty much like ignored or some way. Yeah, but yeah, you know what uh, we didn't talk about. What? Uh, a lot of this stuff in San Francisco when he's just like American Sean. <laughs> oh yeah, Sean. I, I love the joke where Aquafina is like, "Your name's Shang Chi, and you name yourself Sean." Like, you could, yeah. like are you trying to be found? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was funny. Um, yes, yeah, uh, a lot of that. A lot of the you know where the the bus, the busing, the busing. It reminded me a lot of Ant Man. Yeah, I got so. Ant Man. I mean, it's in San Francisco, so I mean, I guess. That's, yeah. But like, I was like, this feels uh, a lot like Ant Man. Hey, bro. In a good way, because Ant Man's hey. good. Yeah, Ant Man is good, except Ant Man the Wasp. Very. Ant Man the Wasp. Ant Man is, is a. Ant Man is a very uh, underappreciated movie. Yeah, I saw someone say that the Ant Man franchise. It's like it's the it's the most like underseen but arguably the most important yeah I, I definitely agree I especially agree with, with Quantumania coming out I mean that's gonna be oh yeah with Kane the Conqueror hell yeah <laughs> I can't wait for that comes out next year right uh, I think it's 2023 okay but man C. Um, I have no other things to explain right now are we missing anything I mean you saw it's fresh in your mind are we like like Let's see. Um, like, you know, there's a bus scene. There's, you know, like, Wong helping out the abomination. Uh, I, oh, I, I like the, the, the first dude they met in the, uh, fight house. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, he's like, it's like, she's just saying, my, my Chinese isn't good. And he was like, oh, that's fine. I speak ABCs. I was like, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> okay. I, was like, I speak what? ABCs. <laughs> I was, was like, great. 
Yeah, he he was he was funny. I'll oh like, my god, we didn't talk about the uh, in the in the in when in the same scene when they're looking at all the little fights. There's a Black Widow and an extremist guy fighting. Oh, oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't catch that. I didn't catch I didn't the Black Widow. I saw that online, but the extremist guy I noticed in the theater. I was like, oh shoot, it's a freaking because he was got the you know the orange glow inside of him or whatever. Yeah. Um, mm, that's the crazy thing that extremists is like still a thing. That's crazy. Yeah. And there was a Black I, Widow there. I was like, that's... I mean, it's a, it's a funny story. I mean, so you got Abomination, you got Wong, you got a Black Widow, you got an extremist guy. So there's the Iron Man connection again. Yeah. I want to... I really want to... Well, of course, like, you know, that that was made by, by Julene. I'm pretty, I feel like I'm pronouncing her name wrong, but, you know, whatever. But, uh... Like I'm, I I do want to see, like how they're getting these people there. Like I want to know, like if they're just. Well, I think it's like, voluntary. Voluntary. Yeah, I think well, like, I think it's a voluntary because because Wong and Abomination were like, hey, good fight, man. Yeah, go, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean that makes sense for like Wong to be there, but how in the hell, like you know, there's a question like that's been present since before the film came out. How did Abomination get there? You know, and well, like if he's buddy buddy with Wong, then just you know teleport him there. Yeah, bro, that's the thing. I want everything spoon fed to me. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's so it's so pretty cool. It's so pretty cool Easter egg. Well, like I said, as I said, for like you know eight times already, I'm seeing it tonight. So hopefully, I'll catch all those like like little things or whatever. Yeah, bro, look out for that um, Black Widow and uh, Extremist dude. Yeah, yeah, was, I'm actually gonna look out for those. Yeah, I didn't realize it was but, black because it's very quick. But I think uh, I saw I saw uh, a clip online. It's actually a clip online. I think about it because they revealed the entire movie online. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you, you slow it down, you can see the little black black widow emblem on the waist. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But yeah, it was so fast. Like, I, I, if if someone didn't point out to me that it was a black widow, I wouldn't have realized it was a black widow. I just, I just love this movie, man. It was it's easy. Really it was movie. the, it was probably the best origin movie since Iron Man, which is crazy. Mm. Uh, the only thing I, 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 the only movie I think that could maybe compete is uh, Doctor Strange. I was thinking about Doctor Strange too, but Doctor Strange is like, I mean, compared to this one, Doctor Street, Doctor Street, Doctor Strange is still like by sort of by the numbers. Yeah. Uh, and this one, it's still, it feels familiar, but it's definitely its own thing. Uh, you know, the movie was surprisingly dark. It is, it, it is dark because... It was like, like, okay, when, like the mom, when the mom died and Shang-Chi watched her die, that was... sad. Brutal. <laughs> and like, not, not only that, but like also like, the Mandarin itself is like a brutal like villain too because like he slaughtered people like in front of his own son and yeah. literally told his son like you know like people sometimes just gotta be killed yeah they just you know it's gotta happen <laughs> yeah and then like you know you can like see like how much it affected him like you know and like how like Shun Chi was like saying like I'm gonna kill him and like how those words like affected him mm-hmm. like you could see that and that was it, it's just it, it's really are so you good. disappointed that the Mandarin died no I'm not yeah same this is one of the few Marvel movies where I wasn't annoyed that they killed off the villain 
it, in a sense, because I knew he was going to die, right? And the way he died is actually pretty, like, poetic. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, I, um, yeah, I wasn't really annoyed when he died because, you know, Marvel has a tendency to introduce villains and kill them off. <laughs> um, Never forgive them for that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Never forgive but, them. <laughs> but, yeah, no, because, well, also, like, with the thing with the Mandarin is that, like, we we've seen like his his arc like we've seen it in like one movie and how it ties into like yeah, we've seen his arc so. and he has he obviously has a presence in the Iron Man movies even though it's slight uh, yeah you, you know there was that one shot uh, All Hail the King which is I love that one shot you've seen that one shot right I, yeah it's it's just a one shot but it's honestly one of my favorite things in the mm-hmm. MCU yeah and like the thing is, like with the, with the ten rings, it even, they even said in the in the film that he changed the course of history. Like, you, so like no matter what, whatever people think of the ten rings in the you there's know, a lot of life, changing the course of history in the MCU. You got the ten rings, you got uh, the Black Widows, you got the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, like, there's there's a lot, and you know, like the thing is, is that like. You know, when all that stuff is happening on Earth, it also brings me it it pondered a question in my mind what about if? Kang. Uh, Kang, like you know, Kang was like messing with like all these like lives for right. practicality. So it's like shaping his own timeline. Like, like yeah, like how much did Kang affect like the the you know the multiverse? That's that's the question that like was in my mind. And it's mm. actually a really good question that, like, you know, that hopefully that will be solved in the upcoming, like, movies and the phases or whatever. But, it, yeah, I I like that a lot. Guess we'll just have to see. But uh, I think that's going to do it for our talk about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, just to summarize, fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, please, God, go see it. <laughs> I mean, this movie needs all the support it can get. Think, I mean, luckily it's getting all the praise from critics and audiences. I think, as of right now, I think it has like a 99, maybe 98% uh, audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is phenomenal. Uh, oh, yeah, it's really good. It got an. A cinema score before the MCU. That's pretty standard, to be honest. <laughs> um, I think it. I think it's at like a ninety-one percent critical score on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, everyone's just loving this movie. So if you've had any, you know, skeptical thoughts about seeing it, if you, you know, thought, eh, you know, I don't know if I care about this, you will care once you see it. Um, yeah. Because I mean, I I went in being like, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I'll love the action, but I don't know if I'll care about these characters. And man, I can't wait to see them again. I can't wait either. Hopefully it's not too, hopefully it's not like, you know, you know, too soon, but yeah, or like too far ahead. But you know, I, I can't wait for this. Yeah. But I think that's going to do it for our first episode of the yeah. podcast. So thank you for listening to the Avengers podcast. If you want to follow us, we're at Avenge Nerds on Twitter. That's A-V-E-N-G-E Nerds, all one word. And if you want to follow either one of us, you can reach me at it's Zenith underscore on Twitter. And where can they find you? 
Um, they, you can find me at Stonin Torn. I do anime and I make anime content for Twitter and for my Instagram. I'll be making an Instagram soon. So yeah, if you're um if you're watching this or listening to this on YouTube, uh, you'll find those links in the description. And if you're listening to this on a podcast uh, platform, uh, you'll find them in the show notes. Uh, and yeah. Thanks again for listening to the Avengers podcast. We'll see you next week. Hopefully we might talk about uh, what if or a topic. We'll see. Yeah. So see you guys. See you guys later. See you guys next week.